Certains spécialistes considèrent la prostitution comme un cancer de la société. Pour d'autres, il s'agit d'un mal nécessaire qu'il faut réglementer très strictement. Après, moi j'ai décidé d'être mère célibataire, alors j'avais aussi tous les défauts. Et maintenant que je suis prostituée, alors c'est la protéo. Se prostituer est un acte révolutionnaire. So, here we go for the third and last part on this podcast on art and prostitution with the study from the 1970s, a change of perspective through a resurgence of feminism and the reappropriation of art by prostitutes. So far, the study has focused mainly on the late 19th century and the first half of the 20th century art. In this part, we will ask if there is an evolution during the end of the 20th century to our contemporary times. The goal is to identify a potential reappropriation of prostitutes in their representation to determine whether or not, beyond the artists previously studied, they saw themselves as prostitutes in the same way. The purpose is also to question the problems linked to the stigmatization, where either you consider the prostitute as a victim, or as a dangerous woman, or as a debauchery. There is always a stigma that waits on them, which is relative to the gaze of the artist. So, is it linked to reality? Is it the social norms? Does it know an evolution through time? But we will study that particularly by changing the gaze and thus the angle and subjectivity of the representation. Using exclusively female work in this part is, um, it doesn't aim to prove an opposition between men and women. However, when talking about feminism, it is easier to find it in women's work, and in any case, we didn't have sufficient number of women's work in this project. It can also be interesting for gender-based analysis, and one can wonder about the impact of male work on prostitutes, given that we are in very often gendered relationship with power relation, as Lea talked about. On that basis, We wanted to tackle different possible gazes on the prostitution, which could be distinct from past examples, so that we could have a real evolution, especially in the context of the 70s, during the second wave of feminism, and the female artwork being more and more recognized in the public sphere. The 1970s are indeed well known in the history of feminism because of the second wave of this social movement, The claims are especially centered around the right to own one's body. In France, for example, it is accompanied by a series of laws emancipating women, and among the most important and famous ones we have in 1965, when women can have their own bank account, in 1967, the selling of oral contraception, and in the 1970s, the movement for the right to abortion. We thus see the parallel made between the social progress and the sexual emancipation for women, two subjects that go together and which artists will take as material subject of art. Concerning prostitution, we understand that the topics of sexual emancipation and self-appropriation are directly linked to the representation of prostitutes. Which leads us to the following question. Is there a feminist representation of prostitution? As a first example, we cannot avoid Niki de saint phalle when talking about feminist art. Just before the 70s, in 1965, 
she created the crucifix la crucifixion the crucifixion in the same series as les nanas or les accouchés there is les prostituées the prostitutes and they all converge in the purpose of denouncing women's condition we see in this culture the style of the artist a rather monstrous woman who results from the assembly of different elements and patterns the character is coarse and in the center of the sculpture is put in evidence the sex of the, the sex of the woman what is also interesting is the reuse of the same aesthetic codes uh, as in the 19th century uh, half naked woman with heels stockings a garter belt and moreover just as manet was inspired by venus uh, for olympia the sculpture of the artist uh, by its um, its morphology and its protruding forms reminiscent of the venus from the paleolithic so all the elements are there evoking the sexual character of the figure um, is she sexual through empowerment or victimization sexual and seductive what is certain is that the title itself the crucifixion does not call for pride or liberty here niki de sanfal is rather in the reflection on the position of the woman as a martyr since she replaces christ one can therefore note the audacity of the work and the representation of a victimization Bien que ces vaches de bourgeois, bien que ces vaches de bourgeois, les appels des filles de joie, les appels des filles de joie, c'est pas tous les jours qu'elles rigolent, parole, parole, c'est pas tous les jours qu'elles rigolent, oh Car même avec des pieds de grue, car même avec des pieds de grue, faire les cent pas le long des rues, faire les cent pas le long des rues, c'est fatigant pour les guibolles, parole, parole, c'est fatigant pour les guibolles, parole. My second example allows us to approach the prostitute in the 70s art with the artist Orlan. She's an icon of body and feminist art in France and even internationally. Her artistic approach being to use her body as a work of art, she directly makes the connection between her art and prostitution. Le baiser de l'artiste, translated Kiss of the Artist, is a 1977 work where, she, where the artist presents at the International Contemporary Art Fair a performance where the spectator could pay $5 for a French kiss, as in an automatic distributor. What stayed after is a photo of her behind a breastplate with the image of a naked woman's trunk. She appears in the photo in a suggestive position, the legs spread out in leather pants and looking straight at the audience. Here, Orlan puts into perspective that her body is a work and that in a sense, she is a prostitute. La seule chose que j'ai à vendre, c'est tout ce travail sur mon corps qui peut être aussi bien des photos ou qui peut être une intervention, une performance, une action. Et en quoi le baiser est-il une œuvre d'art À l'heure actuelle, si vous voulez, l'art a changé quand même beaucoup. Il n'est plus du tout comme au 19e siècle et c'est plus toute une réflexion et euh, sur l'histoire de l'art qui tout à coup produit quelque chose en nous ou euh, une réflexion sur l'art dans la société, etc. Donc il faut voir, si vous voulez, ma démarche. Non pas comme uniquement un gadget, mais toute une réflexion sur euh, justement la position de l'art et de l'artiste et du corps de la femme à l'heure actuelle et dans la société. Et pour moi, le corps de la femme est un matériau nouveau. 
The second work is really playing down prostitution. We can also find it relevant as it talks in general of how we see women owning their sexuality. Arlan shows us that she escapes the label of prostitute and what it implies, and through that gives a new idea of representation of prostitution. In that perspective of diversity and subjectivity, the autobiographical style develops in the end of the century, which is essential when talking about gays, because we can't talk about representation if we omit the concerned ones. That being said, we should keep in mind that the prostitutes don't always have the possibilities of writing their own stories, relating to education, marginalization, being in lower classes, That is why it will never be representative of the whole panel of stories. However, we can still have a sample of it that contrasts and demonstrates a change from what we've seen, and we will study it through two main cornerstones of that movement, Griselidis Real and Virginie Despentes. Griselidis Real is a Swiss artist who traveled a lot in Germany and in France. She prostituted herself for 30 years. In Le Noir est une couleur, She traces her escape from Switzerland to Germany with her four children and depicts her terrible and complicated life, where she was brought to be a prostitute, which she found quite convenient regarding the need of money. But she goes far more deeply than presenting prostitution as a constraint. She explains the love, the company and the human relationships she found in that activity. She brings love to men to feel a lack of it. Hence the beauty we can find in its vision of prostitution. That is followed by the claim for the prostitution to be shameless. One year after the publication, in 1975, she is the head of La Révolution des Putes, the Rose Revolution in Paris. She pursues it in Carnet de Bal d'une Courtisane, where she reports all her clients and their habits, demonstrating a real compassion for their loneliness from 1977 to 2005, the year of publication. In those years, her engagement was reinforced. She was even nicknamed la courtisane révolutionnaire, the revolutionary courtesan. We understand that the character of Griselidis Real is the icon that completely contrasts with the past examples we gave. It faces the abolitionist argument as the victimization and proves a possible appropriation of one's own story. Prostitution doesn't rhyme with victimization. She actually empowers and has a deep affection towards her clients, and her literature demonstrates it. The second prostitute works that I wanted to talk about is Virginie Despentes, the one and only. Virginie Despentes is a French contemporary writer who is famous for her literature, either her feminist essays or novels. She was very inspired of her own life, and she's unmissable in terms of feminist thinking on prostitution, as she was a prostitute during two years in the 90s. She wrote her first autobiographical book in 1996, inspired by this episode of her life. However, it is mostly an autobiographical fiction, as the protagonist, Louise, is part of a peep show, which is a way for clients to watch pornographic content in live, Here we have a consequent reversal of the representation, with Louise, who really leaves the pleasure she is supposed to fake. Life is harsh, and we can see it through the character's eyes, as in Griselidis Rial's text. But the prostitution in itself doesn't constitute the main difficulty in life. For Louise, the real struggle is simply to work. And we also find this vision of prostitution in King Kong Theory, 
which is much more personal than Lichine Savant. Virginie Despentes talks as an I, and a 30-page chapter entitled Coucher avec l'ennemi, so sleeping with the enemy, describes her reorientation as a prostitute. The title directly exposes the ambiguity of being part of prostitution and considering men as the oppressor in the patriarchal society. In this piece, she shows that doing this activity is as difficult as being a proletarian. Les prostituées forment l'unique proletariat dont la condition émeut autant la bourgeoisie. In English, prostitutes form the only proletariat whose condition moves the bourgeoisie so much. It is a revolution in terms of current feminist debate, and since 2006, the year of publication, it is still their reference. For the pro-sex activists, but also and surprisingly for the abolitionists, as a counterexample. And I found it on the website of Le Mouvement du Nid, which is literally defined by abolitionism, thus the will to prohibit prostitution. The critique starts as a pretty good one because in King Kong Theory, she condemns to rape. But when talking about prostitution, the Mouvement du Nid mentions the abandonment of the feminist cause, une revendication tiède, a tepid claim, although both sides consider itself as feminist. L'idée qu'on pouvait être féministe et pro-légalisation euh, de la prostitution, c'était effectivement pas un point de vue français très représenté. Quoi. Moi, mon point de vue n'a pas changé au sens où <coughs> j'ai l'impression qu'entre-temps, toutes les travailleuses sexuelles qui se mobilisent, se mobilisent toujours pour plus de droits à exercer leur travail dans de bonnes conditions et pas pour plus de pénalisation. Parce que j'imagine qu'il faudrait changer les choses euh, entièrement, c'est-à-dire qu'on ne vende plus notre temps de travail de la même façon pour, euh, pour renoncer... Euh, à ce qu'est la prostitution et aussi que les, effectivement que la sexualité dans son ensemble se transforme complètement pour que ça soit inadéquat. Sinon, il y aura toujours une prostitution et toute l'idée est de savoir comment elle se pratique et est-ce qu'on ne pourrait pas la sortir du, de l'illégalité pour justement pour la transformer en quelque chose peut-être même aussi de plus joyeux. So, it is the perfect example to show how the literature from Virginie Despentes still contribute to very contemporary debates on prostitution. From those two parts, we can conclude how important it is still today in the feminist debates to put the concerned people at the center and to give them the place to speak up and to represent themselves. Importance of representing your identity everywhere, not only as object or subject for others. And in that perspective, the books by Rial and Despentes open a way to change of gaze, which doesn't deny the difficulty of prostitution, but explains it from a relative point of view that compares prostitution to the rest of a difficult world. That leads us to the following and last point, the possible existence of a recent empowerment. In the very recent years, we have a new interest in personal stories of prostitutes, initiated with the example we've discussed. With the mediatization of feminist works, journalism, thinking, we have access to the whole diversity of stories. For La Maison by Emma Becker, which was already presented, the book doesn't stop to the bookshop's audience, but was related by Convigny, a French media very popular on the social networks and for the youth. Thus, we can feel that we are going slightly out of stigmatization, even in a journalistic perspective, as in the podcasts of Nouvelles Écoutes, Intime et Politique, with a documentary series entitled La Politique des Putes, directed by Océan. 
Six Hours of Prostitutes Interviews, which joined the point of view of Virginie Desponts. The journalistic aspect goes hand in hand with a change in artistic works as Belle de Nuit by Marie-Eve Grave, who made this movie on Griselidis Real in 2017. But after that, we just join what is the current debate so we can move on to the conclusion. La pute était pour moi vraiment un symbole de toute puissance du désir et j'avais envie d'être l'une d'elles. Pourquoi la prostituée se fait jamais en face et parce qu'elle a peur des microbes. <rire> On est très attaché à l'idée de la pute qui souffre, parce que ça rassure beaucoup les hommes et que ça rassure beaucoup le patriarcat. sur l'histoire, le recul vers une période passée ou, comme aurait dit Racine, vers un pays éloigné, vous donne des perspectives sur votre époque. 